My name is Joe Havercost, and you're listening to Fireside Football, uh, you know, a podcast where it's going to be me, myself, and I going through the trials and tribulations associated with the United States men's national team, Borussia Dortmund, and FC Cincinnati. Uh, today on the agenda, we're going to be talking about Borussia Dortmund, uh, namely just the season that they had in the 2018-2019 campaign, their title uh, ambitions, uh, touch briefly on their tra- Champions League uh results and then uh get into some transfers and uh what to expect for the next season so i think um just looking at 2018 to 2019 as a whole um and just kind of looking at their performance that year as opposed to the last few years you gotta say it's an overwhelming success um we went from selling pierre emmerich Aubameyang, which was you know one of the best players that uh we had during this time period to competing for the Bundesliga title and taking it down to the final day. So I think um, once you take into consideration, you know, how well we had been doing and then the success that we had this season, you can only see it as that is a success and we should celebrate that. I understand that it's disappointing not to be able to lift the trophy and, you know, uh, claim the title at the end of the season, but, you know, we gave it a hell of a run. Bayern Munich um, clearly show that they're not the Bayern Munich of old. Um, only two points behind them. Definitely, you know, we get a result uh, that goes the other way here and there. We're we're champions, and I think we can take uh, some solace in that fact and and uh, look forward to the next season. Before we do that, though, I just want to touch on uh, a few of the God final characters of Borussia Dortmund this season. Namely, Jaden Sancho. I think Jaden Sancho um, had one of the best seasons of his career. Definitely the best season of his career, but uh, I'm thinking long term. I think this will be one of his best seasons um, of his career just because he went from this unproven, no name kid to probably the most sought after U20 uh, player uh, in the world, if not in history. So. Um, you know, this last season, double digits was the assist king, double digits and goals and assists, um, played in every Bundesliga game, I believe maybe one or two he missed, but definitely played in every game. Um, really was just, um, Lucien Favre's preferred choice for the wing position, um, set up a lot of goals, scored a lot of goals, um, definitely endeared himself to the to the local fans by winning <laughs> winning games and putting out the performance that he did. He was a joy to watch. Very very skillful indeed. Really brought that um, street football and creativity that you see a lot in uh, London uh, London uh, young kids uh, to 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 you know to the pitch and to the Bundesliga. So um, it's been an incredible story seeing him. Uh, uh, kind of rise through the ranks and really announce himself on the world stage. So I'm, uh, I'm, um, I think his future at Dortmund. He said that he wants to stay another year. He wants to leave as a uh, Bundesliga champion, which we can only say, "All right, let's do this." You know, like we're not going to say no to that. Um, but I think I fully expect them after this next season to cash in on the what's got to be 150 million plus uh, that's on that's on him. Um, uh, depends on which uh, uh, Premier League club that he goes to. Uh, I saw some rumors this summer that he wanted to go to Manchester United but didn't want to play for a team that wasn't in the Champions League. <sighs> Cue the fucking <laughs> six-seed uh, jokes for Man U. 
you hate to see it. Unless you hate Man U, then you love to see it. Um, personally, I think I like Manchester United better than I like Man City. I'm not about that old dirty oil money. Plus, I like the tradition that Manchester United has. Regardless, getting off topic a little bit. Jane Sancho, great player, great season. Um, definitely breakout uh, player of the season for me. Uh, next on the list, Marco Royce. A fantastic season. Um, after what he had gone through the last few years, battling injuries, not playing, got, not getting enough playing time, uh, it was really good to see him go through this entire year with very minor injuries, if any at all, and uh, you know put out the performance that we all know he's capable of, scoring goals, leading the team, um, and I think he's got to be what every manager wants to have for a club, the hometown kid being the captain, really being an influence in the game and in, in, in the club and in the season. And I can honestly say that if he's not at the club or if he's not playing or if he's not doing anything that what he did this season, Dortmund doesn't come second. They don't even get close to the titles and Bayern runs away with another, um, was it eight titles in a row? It would have been over by mid-March. So um, with that, um, Mario gets uh, another great uh, resurgence uh, of him. Um, probably the best season that he's had in black and yellow since uh, since before he left for Bayern Munich uh, in those troubled years. So I think it's good to see him back to his uh, his goal-scoring ways and assist-providing um, manners. So uh, it, it's been a really a joy to watch him play, even kind of out of position as a false number nine, kind of a... Um, a secondary choice to Paco Alcasa, who's been battling fitness issues and injuries and, and, and that kind of thing. So he's been a, he's been a wonderful surprise. Um, and we're just excited to see where he goes from there uh, in the next season, assuming he resigns, which I mean, the, the longer you don't hear about it, the more nervous you get. Right. But I can't imagine that he goes anywhere else than, uh, than Dortmund. Not after what happened last time. So Yeah. Uh, Marigusa, well done. Great season. Good to have you back. Build on it. Axel Witzel, probably one of the best transfers this season. Um, coming in from one of the Chinese uh, Super League teams to Borussia Dortmund. I know he wanted to get back to a club that was near his hometown in Belgium, so Dortmund definitely appealed to him in that manner. And, you know, Dortmund's a big, big club, so getting able to play for some big, big clubs after making bank and the Chinese league. Um, he, he's shown, you know, the kind of quality that he has and established himself as a world-class midfielder. So he's been really the linchpin for the otherwise would be shaky defense that Dortmund had, uh, had shown this season. So he's been a, he's been a rock and, uh, definitely, uh, a major contributor to the, the big, uh, success that Dortmund had this season. Outside of him, uh, Thomas Delaney, another solid pickup, had uh, moments of brilliance. Um, I think everybody kind of got what we expected out of him. Had a good season, middle-of-the-road player. Definitely needed him. Stood up when he needed to. Scored against Schalke. What's not to love? Outside of that, uh, Paco Alcasa, a beautiful spanner to you. Uh, it's hard to believe he's only 25. He looks like he struggles to like walk. Looks like he's at least 40. That receding hairline is doing him no favors. But you know what else makes him look young? Scoring goals. Man has, man have what, eight goals in his first 70 minutes in Bundesliga play? Granted that they were all substitute appearances, but 
ball don't lie. He's really shown himself to be a quality striker, and uh, we'll take those. Um, again, another really impressive deal done by Michael Zork, uh, the sporting director of Brucey Dortmund. You know, finagling him out of uh, uh, Barcelona's hands. Granted, they didn't really have a place for him. They kind of solidified themselves with uh, Usman Dembele, Luis Suarez, Coutinho, Neymar, uh, Messi, excuse me. <laughs> maybe Neymar next year. We'll see more on that later. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, he's been a, he's been a bright spot in the in the Dortmund attack going forward. Outside of that, um, oh, otherwise pretty solid season. I think as an American, I was a little disappointed to see uh, Christian Pulisic not be the center man like he was last year. Um, part of that could be attributed to the um, uh, poor form that he had, the injuries, um, just a culmination of a bunch of other things. Maybe, you know, it's always tough to come in and play for a new manager, and he's been through, what, five managers, and he's only 20? That's crazy. Um, and it's something you don't see a whole lot of these days, especially with a player so young, and that's got to affect him in some capacity. So, um, so yeah, disappointed. I think that he uh, didn't get a Bundesliga title, but I think, uh, you know, what he gave to Dortmund and what Dortmund gave to him is going to be uh, a valuable connection for him for the rest of his days. And uh, who knows, maybe, uh, maybe Chelsea won't be the right for right, right fit for him. And he comes back. There's certainly been some precedence there for Borussia Dortmund players that have struggled elsewhere and uh, come back and seen a resurgence. So, so yeah, um, outside of that, let's get into some transfers. Um, I love I love that Michael Zorik has come out and said that Bayern uh, is going to be challenged in these next coming years. We want to, Borussia Dortmund has made it a fact that they're going to come out and challenge for the title outright. Uh, they're going to put their money where their mouth is, and they've certainly shown it this tra- uh, transfer window period. Uh, I saw a graphic uh, earlier today that it's uh, Borussia Dortmund's all-time top 10 transfer, four of which happened this summer. Mats Hummels, the, the highest, being at... Uh, I believe it was 30.5 million goes up to 38 million with uh, bonuses. If they're met, then you get Julian Brandt, Oregon Hazard, Nico Schultz. Um, and then if you add into pl- two players that are already on the team, uh, Abdu Diallo and Mario Getza, this season we'll have six of the top 10 um, club record signing fees playing at Dortmund. And if that doesn't show you the commitment that they have to really uh, push for the the title, then I don't know what does. So uh, um, here, it'll be interesting to see how they all fit in here. Uh, one of the topics I definitely wanted to bring about was Matt Hummels. Uh, definitely divided uh, the community a little bit. Uh, I think a lot of people were maybe um, offended. I don't know if offended is the right word or taken aback that he would come back. Um, a lot of people are still salty with the way that he left, coming out and saying that he didn't like that uh, Mario Goetze would leave and that he would never do that. And then, oh, I, I kind of would rather play in Bavaria. So I'm going to go play with where my family lives at. I'm going to go join Bayern Munich. A couple of years later, present day, he's like, I kind of want to come back to Borussia Dortmund. So I don't know. Uh, there was a really quote, really good quote from Michael Zorik saying that um, Matt Hummels really wanted this. And, you know, if he didn't really want this. It makes no sense to have the transfer. So I think Matt Helms is really um, bought into uh, so far what uh, Dortmund's trying to do. And I think he wants to be a part of that. Um, and he's going to bring some very valuable experience in the back line. 
um, that uh, that Dorman hasn't had uh, apart from Lucas Piszczek and Marcel Smelser. So um, it'll be it'll be good to have him back. I myself, I've gone back and forth on the issue of whether I should uh, whether I'm happy that he's back, and I think ultimately I think I've decided that I'm happy he's back. Um, I think any time that you can get uh, the best, the reportedly best center back in the league for under 40 million euros, <laughs> you know, you, you, you're doing something right. Grant, given his age is 30, you know, he's still got uh, a few more years left in him. Let's milk those years out of him as best as we can and move on from there. So um, I think overall a really good transfer for Bruce Dortmund and uh, I'm excited to see where they go. So, um, so yeah, Julian Brandt, Nico Schulz, Thorgan Hazard, Insane, 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 insane transfer business done by Michael Zork, getting all three of those guys for what, like 60 to 70 million, basically almost the price of Christian Pulisic being sold. I know it's not the exact same because you got to give some to taxes and, you know, I'm not all that money goes directly back into transfers and stuff. So, um, so yeah, no, it's, it's been a, it's been, it's been a good time to be a Borussia Dortmund fan. That's uh, 100% uh, facts. So, I think when you add into that consideration, you got to think about, um, you know, what this next season is going to bring. And what I like to do, as many other people do too, is trying to think about what uh, what ways that Percy Dortmund can line up next year. And I think with the transfers that they brought in this year, they'll be able to bring in a lot more um, different options into the into the mix. Um, I think probably. There's been some talk about whether going at th- going to three in the back. I don't, I don't think that. I it, it could maybe. I would have to see it to believe it. Um, if that's Lucien Favre's style, I would have to see it to believe it. If it actually works, I don't know if that's actually the kind of style that Dorman likes to play. But I've been wrong before. Um, but I think if you look at the lineup, you know you got Matt the Matt Hummels Manuel Akanji uh, linkage and partnership. I think that's if if that both can stay healthy, that's going to be really really big for us. You got the young gun Swiss international Manuel Akanji. You got the old world class veteran and Mats Hummels. You know, together they should make the per- perfect pair. And I'm sure Abdu Diallo and Don Axel Zagadu, as well as Bellarardi, I believe that's his name, the Argentinian center back um, who joined last year uh, and is still playing. I guess for the U20s, or maybe he's actually for the senior team now. I'm not entirely sure about that part. But uh, just having a world-class player like Matt Hummels in, uh, he's going to make the team better in practice, not just the center backs, but also the attacking players too. So um, anytime you can bring in somebody of that caliber into the team, I think it's only going to be a positive regardless uh, how you look at it in the history. But just objectively speaking, for sure, it's it's a good move. So um, moving on to that, I think Marvin hits rough season – kind of out of form didn't really get to play a lot of games except for um he had one the one his probably his best game was the game that uh he was in for um uh roman berkey against Bayern and the three two come from behind victory that really set the height train up to 11 um and uh it, it was probably his best uh appearance in the in the season but Pretty lackluster from him in the beginning. Um, Roman Berkey, incredible, incredible season. 
had a couple missed slips, uh, slip ups that you could blame the the title dreams fading away on. But I think you have to you have to argue the other way around that um, it wasn't solely him. Uh, there is many of there's plenty of other opportunities to 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 steal to seal the deal on the title. Uh, Schalke, the second Riviera Derby, the two red cards. Yeah, it's hard to win a game playing like that. Uh, Hoffenheim losing a 3-0 need to tie. Yikes. Werder Bremen mistake at the back causes them to equalize. Semi late in the game, can't get another. They tie. I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there's, a, there's a lot of opportunities that you could take away more points to, to, to make up that two-point gap with Bayern Munich and take the title, but um, those are experiences that you want to have so you can build off of them and become champions. So, um, so yeah. Um, so Hummels, Akanji, Berkey, the back three. Uh, left back, I think you got to have Nico Schultz, uh, the left wing back that was coming over from Hoffenheim, uh, where they played five of the back. I think they only played four at the back a couple of times, so it would be interesting to see how he adapts to a four at the back approach with Lucien Favre. Um I think Akraf Hakimi has got to be given the nod at right back if he comes back healthy. Maybe swap him in with uh, Lucas Piszczek uh, from experience. But you got to think, like, Lucas Piszczek, he's getting up there in age. You know, how much more can we rely on him at right back? Um, and then Marcel Smeltzer, he, same question, obviously out of favor with Lucien Favre. How much more does he have left to give to Borussia Dortmund? How much will we let him give is probably the more uh, appropriate answer. So, uh, so yeah, moving on from there. Um, I think that's the pretty safe guess for what the, the next starting 11 will look like. And then when you get into the midfield, that's where things get interesting. Um, Axel Witzel, I think you got to give the nod to the, to the starting midfield position. Um, and then the real question becomes, do you want to play with two number 10s or play with two CDMs? Like you kind of did last season with uh, Delaney and Witzel um, perhaps maybe we can throw in a Mahmoud, Mahmoud Dahoud or a Julian Feigl, um, just to change things up a little bit or to have a squad rotation. Um, outside of that, uh, you could bring toy with the opportunity of two number tens with Marco Royce and Julian Brandt. Um, wingers, obviously, Jaden Sancho probably a given. I would say maybe Rafael Guerrero and Thorgan Hazard and Jakob Larson would fight for that last spot. And then up top, you're going to have uh, the Paco Alcacer, Mario Getza, uh battle for fitness and for form. So um, that's how I'm expecting us to line up, barring any other major newsworthy transfers coming during the summer period. Um, I've seen a couple of rumors, hoping one comes through. Ilke, please. That would be exactly what we need. Um. But yeah, outside of that, I expect us to to really go through and uh, compete in the Champions League like we did la- last season. Um, you know, the first moment I think last season that I knew something special was happening was the four nil thromping of Atletico to Madrid. Um, I remember I was at work watching the game and I actually stopped working for like ten to fifteen minutes, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" You know, like. We're doing this to Atletico Madrid, Diego Simeon's men. Like that's, uh, you know, that's that's a statement win if I've ever seen it. So um, that was interesting. Again, it was tough to go down to Tottenham. 
Um, there was that stretch of period where <laughs> what, like everyone had the flu or was injured for Borussia Dortmund. We had to play our third string keeper against uh, Werder Bremen in the DFB Cup uh, semifinals. We ended up losing two in penalties. Tough, 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 tough. Um, hard to say exactly, um, you know, what we could have gotten out of that. Um, but moving forward, I think uh, I think we're gonna have a solid uh, solid stake in winning each each uh, each competition that we play in the Super Cup. I think will I know that's kind of tainted as like a plastic trophy that nobody really cares. It's just made for fan enjoyment. But I think it's uh, it'll be interesting to see from a strategical point of view how we line up and um, and also kind of like where we're going to line up against Bayern. You know, this will really be a testing ground for, um, you know, how we stack up against the traditionally best team in the league the last decade. So, um, super excited for that one. I think that's, what, like August 7th, 10th, 3rd, August 3rd maybe, 10th, one of those days. So, early August, Super Cup. Borussia Dortmund, Bayern Munich at the Signale Iduna Park. Um, I'm excited for that one. Mainly, I'm excited for this next season to kick off. Uh, I'm really eager to get into it and really see where we can go from there. So, um, With that said, I think uh, overall the 2018-2019 camp, yeah, it can be disappointing. The campaign uh, can be kind of disappointing, but um, I think if you look at it from a purely objective point of view uh, with how the last few seasons have gone, it's it can only be viewed as a uh, success. So, um, so yeah, we'll stick with that. Um, transfers, I think, have been really good. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to see where we can go from there. So, so yeah, that kind of covers uh, my thoughts on the BVB uh, season and the transfers and Matt Hummels. Um, uh, I think I'm still going to keep with this team-by-team uh, team episode uh, where I'll rotate through the United States Men's National Team, the Borussia Dortmund team, FC Cincinnati, and then I may end up having just random off um, podcasts for big newsworthy um, you know, events happening like Neymar going back to Barca or maybe I just kind of finagle that one into a bunch of like random other ones where – I kind of talk about transfer rumors with Juventus, Pogba, Real Madrid, PSG, Griezmann, all that kind of good stuff, and just kind of wrap it up into this one special episode, um, and then see how those consist, how the how consistent those get. But uh, that's kind of the plan for right now. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to my rambling and maybe got something out of uh, my insights or thought about things in a different way. Uh, and with that said, I'll see you. Uh, I'll talk to you in the next podcast.